Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today, we're starting Horror Month for October, and we're discussing 1981's Possession, directed by Andre Zolovsky and starring Isabel Anjani and Sam Neill. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I rewatched Battleship Potemkin. That's a good one. Um, yes. I hadn't seen it in quite a while, but I had a subscription to the New Republic for a while, and mm-hmm. it, it, it just, I finally let it go. But um, a few months ago, they, they put out an issue where they, they talked about the most important political films ever made. Yeah. And, of course, Potemkin was way up there. And uh, yeah. when you watch it today, you will be really knocked out by the technical uh, achievements in this movie. Yes. You know, definitely the, the Odessa steps was a groundbreaking sequence. Amazing stuff, you know, like, and the, the, the close up, the use of close ups and the, the constantly yeah. moving camera that we we're going to talk about today, obviously with possession, but like, yeah. you know, like Sergei Eisenstein was, was, was way ahead of everybody else. I mean, he like was. just like, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, deficient in my soviet cinema yeah. from this time it's really only possession you know uh potemkin and some other things but like yeah. th- they Tarkovsky were stuff exactly yeah. they were really really ahead of stuff over yeah. there you know yeah, awesome stuff the cinema from russia and soviet russia back then like, right uh it, it gets some acknowledgement but maybe not as much as it deserves right yeah. exactly and and I'm, I'm i'm just really glad that like even today like new audiences still regard like they still show it in film school and you have it's like it's like part of the curriculum it is it's it's probably one of the greatest silent films ever made absolutely awesome man yep um i watched tetsuo the iron man oh wow from yeah. japan in 1986 i believe it's like a surreal japanese body horror film right and it's it's quite strange it it's it's only about like an hour long it feels like almost like a student film mm-hmm. in a way but it is so shocking and jarring and right. Um, it's like a fever dream. Like this bad shit, crazy stuff is happening. Basically, this guy is becoming metal. He's yeah. mutating into metal, and yeah. like there's rebar and like wires coming out of his body and stuff. Like there's a lot of stop motion used in it. Right, like the wires thinging out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But it is totally fucked up. <laughs> uh, it, there's a reason this has a cult following, Dave. Right. Uh, there's like, a, his dick is a gigantic drill at one point. <sighs> Man. It, there's a lot of disgusting shit in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but if you like body horror and surreal stuff, like, you you would really like this. That movie disturbed me so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, you know, like, I, I it wasn't my first um, experience with body horror, but it was like the most visceral because it was like, it, it, not that it seemed plausible because we're not going to turn into iron at any point, <laughs> but it just like the most horrifying. Cause I'm like, like what if this was happening to you and you can't stop it? Right. And obviously it makes you think of just the, the inevitable decay of the human body through like the things that we have to deal with, you know, with right, obviously yeah. the diseases we can get. Exactly. You know? It's some allegory for that kind of stuff. And yes. I'd say like maybe even love is a theme of the movie. Like I said, it's, it's a, it's kind of a tough movie to understand yes. like what's happening. Right. But like, yeah about like coming together two as one, you know, he's becoming metal. He's fusing with things and yeah, it's shocking, disturbing, but this is a body horror fans dream. Yep. And if you like David Lynch, like dude, right. You guys got to check this out. And it's, it's a cult movie for a reason. Yeah. Uh, It deserves to be seen. Yeah. It's definitely worth a watch if you're into that kind of thing. All right, Dave. So now let's talk about possession why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Yes, and speaking of uh, tough movies, to like uh, things that will challenge you, um, let's see if I can do this. Uh, yes, this is this is a tightly packed film, wow. and we might 
It's going to be a tough discussion. Right. Definitely. Even like even like trying to do a synopsis of it. I mean, it, it possession follows a couple, Anna and Mark, whose relationship is dying, but neither person can bear to let it go. Uh, in the process, Anna begins living a second double life in which she seemingly is in the thrall of something otherworldly and is she starts doing its bidding. And like many films we cover here, that whole description is just the the place setting so that we can explore deeper themes so uh so let's try it yeah good luck let's cross our fingers Dave. <laughs> right uh yeah and by the possession is the name of the movie right yeah you might think it's about someone being possessed by demons and things like that mm-hmm. it, it's really not no it's more about the hold you have over other people yes and control it's real possession. It's yes. not demonic possession. Right. Um, and I have to tell you, when I used to, when I used to be a kid and I want to go to video stores, um, one of the, the best aspects of visiting the video store was just walking through the horror section. Looking at the covers. Yes. Yes. And picking up the boxes and looking at the violent images on the back. Yep. Um, you probably did it. You probably saw every box, you know, hundreds of times. Oh, because, yeah. Because, you know, you got to visit all those times. And I remember the box for possession. Oh really? You know, I don't remember it. Yeah. Um. When when I saw the, the this was hard to get for a while. Yes, it was. And like, cause I when we first when I first put it on the schedule, I remember like like looking it up to make sure that we could actually get it. And it said that it was available on Amazon. So I was like, okay, we're we're yeah. okay. And then the other day, uh, you asked me if I still had my Shutter yeah, login, and I was like, right. why is he asking about that? And then I found out, oh my god, it's only on Shutter right yeah. now. Um, and so I had to resubscribe just so I could watch this yeah, movie. I got, I got the free seven day free trial. Same here. I'm like, all right, cool. I yeah. Can, so yeah, that's when I watched tattoo. I'm like, Oh, I've always wanted to watch tattoo. I'm, yeah. So oh, I'm like, just, there? Okay. I'm just binging fucking horror movies. I've been wanting to watch. <laughs> right. Like, so all horror month, man, you're going to, what have I been watching? Some other horror movies exactly. where you guys are going to get it. I watched pieces, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I watched sleepaway camp, whatever. <laughs> sleepaway camp is awesome. Yeah. That movie. Um, but yeah, man, this this movie is, it, it like just the title alone subverts your expectations. Yes, of course. You go into this. Okay, it's about a, a failing marriage. There's an impending divorce. Yep. There's infidelity. There's uh, abusive behavior. Yep. There's miscarriage involved. It's not uh, like nil by mouth type miscarriage stuff. Right. But it's uh, it's otherworldly type stuff. It's it's, it's an, like. It's a hidden meaning type thing. It's, I know. And the miscarriage is body horror. Yeah. You know? um, and, and the Berlin wall is ever present. Yeah. This, you know, this, the wall's still up, man. Right. This is 1981 in Berlin. And like they, you know, at, at some point, you know, Sam Neill's character, Mark just keeps looking out the window and there's men with guns, you know, like. And binoculars. Just yes. Staring over the wall at him. Yes. He's a spy apparently. Right. He's an international spy. Yeah. That's his job. Man, what, how do you become a spy? It's, the fuck? it's hard. I know. I, this is another thing. That, <laughs> How like, do you become a spy? Another, you know, bullshit lesson that movies taught me as a kid was that you could act like this is a job you could just get. What do you want to be when you grow up? I'll be a spy. I'd like, I'd like yeah. to be someone who just go, you know, travels the world, well, like romancing fast women. And I, I wanted to be a sewer worker so I can hang out with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> That, that's what I wanted to be. There you go. You know? or, or you deliver pizzas, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> you know, then I could also fight crime. <laughs> with them no and doubt. eat pizza no doubt yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and movies they taught us the wrong thing i mean it's just like and and you know as long as spies go it's okay to be you know abusive to women and it's oh okay my. to kill everybody and it's okay to constantly be drunk and smoking 
I mean, a, a license to kill, license is, to kill, is is essentially just yeah, yeah, like you can do whatever you want, yeah. and 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 it's totally the okay. Government said I could. MI six will cover it up. Yeah, man. You know. Um, yeah. And in this movie, like we don't see any of of Mark's <laughs> no, spy that, work. That, that, there's no right. spy in this movie. No, um, he he has some like spy <laughs> skills that he employs later on. Yeah, but like he's essentially taking off. He, he's he's left his job um, to focus on his family. Yeah, but he's too late. Yeah, he is. I mean, the movie opens up with him arriving back home. Right, and Anna is out there. Uh, Isabel Johnny's character. Yeah, his his wife, and they meet up, and they're like. It's going down like they're in bed together, laying there, kind of talking, upset, like, you know, maybe everyone goes through this kind of right. stuff and dealing with real issues. There's no love left in this relationship. Yeah. At least from Sam Neill's side, uh, but even both sides, I don't think they even care about each other as much as they used to. Well, she like Anna seems fearful at all times, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and like fearful of herself uh, fearful of their child. Um, there, there, there's not one scene in this movie where, where she isn't like just like a, a jangle of nerves. You no, know? yeah, she's on edge the entire time. Yes, and physically, you can tell. Like this, this is one of the all-time great female performances F- and physical performances too. Physically, insanely yes. physical, but just overall, Isabella Adiani. I mean, like, she won at Cannes. Yes, she won Best, Best Actress. Actress at Cannes, and like. It's it's such a um, there 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 are moments in this movie where 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 she is like so like cranked up to eleven and it's sustained yes. for like the entire scene and long takes yeah um like the, the the we should talk about the camera work in this movie yeah well yeah which is just like it's um I mean it's dynamic oh my god I know and it's and it's the language of cinema it's, it's movement it's spinning it's traveling around the room yep. it's there's a scene when Sam Neill's in a rocking chair and he's like, you ever rock as hard as you yeah. can and almost tip and you're yeah. trying to do that. He's doing that and then swinging like fast right up into the camera. Right. Like it's so unsettling. He keeps you know? rocking into the foreground, like, yeah. like right as a close up, and yeah. then he comes back and yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah. Lots of good angles and just, it's, this is like how you unsettle people with a camera. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. How, how you do this. Yes. It reminded me a lot of uh, The Cremator, like these Dutch angles they're using. Mm-hmm. Not That movie didn't have the movement that this movie has, though. This right. is like, we're, we're doing steady cam shots. We're spinning around characters as they spin. Yeah. And it's just like, creates this whirlwind. There's that there's that scene um, where where Sam Neill is, is with his bosses at the agency. Yeah. Um, and it's just the, the camera begins with a wide shot of the whole room and, mm-hmm. and the, the, the board there with, with Sam Neill, like in a chair it's a in giant front of the desk. open room. Too. Yes. Yeah. And then the camera starts moving like in a panorama. Yeah. Kind of slowly moving. Yes. And then it picks up speed. Yeah. And then it goes behind the, 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 the bosses and then it, it's showing him in the foreground now. And then it settles behind him just for a minute. And then it goes like, it starts moving again. It I mean, back like, out to the other corner of the room on the opposite side from where it started. Yeah. Like, and it's all unbroken. Like right. it's, it's a one big swoop around the room. Yep. I mean, and that's just the taste of the, I know, I the, know, it's man. It's constantly is, throughout the movie. Like there's just real craftsmanship here yeah. and, and it expects a lot of Sam Neill and Isabel Adyani and they, uh, they both deliver. Oh uh, yeah. Both? I mean, oh wow. Yeah. Especially her, of course. I she, mean like, uh, 
yeah, she she was she was like you know very. Uh, I mean, she got a lot of acclaim this for is, this performance. This is a high wire so. act yes. that she's doing because a lot of it is so over the top. Yep, but it's believable. Just like she is threading this needle of what's too far and what's acceptable. Right. Like, and she pushes it, and it never seems inappropriate. No. And. It's so, I keep saying it's unsettling. Like the movie, the whole time you're watching this movie, there's something wrong. I, I don't think there's one scene in this movie that isn't unsettling. No. Like, there's nothing that gives you pause. Like you can't take a breath. No. It, it, a lot of it is the camera. A lot of it is the score, and which isn't too much, but it's there. Yeah. Like it's used, there, it is there and you can tell when it's there, but it's not too much. It's just perfect. Yes. And the performances combine all this together and it's so it's the perfect soup <laughs> yeah of unsettling <laughs> right and there's and you know we we talked about like the uh when he first when mark first gets home and they kind of have their uh their conversation about where this is going um when we then cut to that scene in the the restaurant um yeah they meet up the talk yeah exactly he's waiting they're gonna like eventually i guess they're kind of they're gonna like settle what's going on they're figuring out what to do with the divorce we're getting divorced this is what we're gonna do god and he says you know what i don't want to see bob i decided i don't want to see bob which is their five or six year old son yes what an asshole when he says this i'm like i'm not on his side i know anymore right i mean i wasn't on his side to begin with because i didn't know anything about him really right but he did say he's quitting his job to focus on his family which that's a noble thing sure but yeah, I don't know what I don't know where I am in this story. Where should I put my faith? Yeah, where, where who do you yeah. trust? Yeah, and his explosion here—it's—it's—it's it's, it's the most visceral you've ever seen. Like Sam Neill wouldn't go to this level until like he, he has a couple scenes in the piano that, that are that like where he's yeah. very animated. Yeah, but not like this. Not like this. I no. mean, when he when he like destroys the whole restaurant. Yeah, he's you know, like coming at her. Yes, he like like flinging chairs left and right, and I love. The, the the whole staff dogpiling on him to like yeah. it, it was like god exactly There's the chef and the waiter yes. just tackle him right and it's like six guys they all just kind He's of swinging like a chair him. at him and yes. just, these are good dudes i'm right. on their side totally man exactly they they, they defended this lady i'm on the restaurant know. side right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right i get some free apps or something you know? <laughs> exactly to get some escargot yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> and and she's oh man and she she says something to like instigate him like I wish we'd never had Bob together. Right, man, that's just so that cuts deep. And it's like, like <sighs> I wish I never met you and we never had our son because you are so awful. And we we've all been in this in this predicament in relationships where you're kind of feeding on it. Yeah. Like the the fight has has escalated yeah. to the point where you actually are going to say something just to cut the other person. Oh yeah, because they've done it to you, or vice versa, whatever. Yeah. And like we and we, we call it saying things we don't mean, but the truth is we have meant it for a little. We, we yeah, just haven't. And now said you it. are saying it exactly. Yeah. And when you see it like kind of played out dramatically like this, it's always disturbing because it makes you think of the times where it's happened to you. Yeah. But it's also like I mean to to make it effective, that's the only well, the the, the way to make it effective is to, is to like play on the on the um the lives of of the audience and, yeah. and we, we've all been through this. You have to touch on reality yeah. to make it um, relate. Yep. And yeah, like when I was watching this, I'm like, man, it reminded me of the scene in Marriage Story, you know, oh that came gosh. out a few years ago yeah. when they had the blow up and yeah. he punches the wall and says, I want you to die and all that bullshit. Like it gets right. so real like that. Here. Right. He's trying to fucking hit her with a chair in this restaurant. Like, dude, I know 
This is bad. Yes. This guy sucks. Yeah. Oh, he's Mark is is a a really detestable character. God, and what a oh man, what I hate the most is the movie puts him in a position where you kind of want to like him because he's taking care of the kid. Yeah. And he's trying to do good on that. Right. But you know he's not really that great of a person. So the movie fucking makes you split on Mark. It manipulates which you. Makes it even worse. I know. <laughs> it's, and it's intentional that yeah, they do that. Yeah, of course. Right. Oh, dude. I know. And it just works on on it just it gives you there's levels of manipulation to it. And Yeah. And like the the whole thing with him and Bob the kid, he said full on at the restaurant you know, like he, he asked her essentially, what is it like a financial amount that you'll find yeah. acceptable to yeah. like, you know, take care of Bob mm-hmm. and you know, it is a thousand dollars a month or whatever enough yeah. because I don't want to see him anymore. So when he shows up to like take care of Bob, I mean, yeah, he's doing it, but it's just like the before with the marriage, he's way too late. Yes. He already established that he wants nothing to do with his child. Yep. So like we, as the audience can't think of him as a responsible caretaker. We're, we're actually afraid. Right. You know, what's he going to do to Bob? Exactly. And and especially, too, when he, like, you know, tries to clean him up and, like, you know, he takes his shirt off and, like, starts to, like, kind of, like... Yeah, he, like, is examining him. I know. It's like, what is happening here? And that happens, like, two or three more times in the movie whenever someone yes. takes off their shirt like that. Yes. He's, like, grabbing them, like, the ribs yes. and stuff. Almost like he's inspecting them. It's it's weird. It's, it's a... Because the camera is, like, right... We're facing Bob... From back, right. we see his back, and Sam Neill is kind of around the side of him, in front of him, looking at him, and it's just the shot makes it weird too. It like, what is he looking there. at? I know, yeah, and I and you don't know what his motivation is. I never felt like it was a like a, a sexual thing. I never felt that it could be implied that he's abusive in that way, but right. I never felt that. It's just weird, right? Why is he just enthralled with looking at this kid? And I don't think it is that, yeah. um, but because of the, like sex is obviously the, the major, one oh, of the major huge. themes of this yeah. movie. So it's like kind of ever present. And mm-hmm. even in this, in this thing where like he's with the kid, I mean, he's lingering so long on this, uh, on, on examining his, his, his naked chest. It, it, it's like, where is this going? You don't know. Yeah. And even, even though it doesn't happen, you, you, you have the fear there because the, the fear has been put inside, put yeah. in there. You yeah. Know? So like after this restaurant scene, he goes on like a three week bender and he's right. in a hotel room, like disheveled and doesn't know what the fuck happened. Yes. And he ends up going back to the apartment and Bob is there. Like you said, he's, he's filthy, right? He's messy. He had obviously been left here for days at least. Yep. Just he's by been himself. here by himself for days. And he's like fending for himself with like, you know, he's 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 got like jelly on him. Yeah. Like he's just been eating whatever he can get out of the cupboard right, or whatever. Right. Dude. It's just it's, it's so sad. terrible and sad. Um And he's come he's like, Well, where's mom? That's he asked Bob, like, Well, where's mom's? Right. I don't know. So she went to the hospital, I think, maybe? I don't I don't remember like what that? the excuse is. Yeah. Um but like this is where we're starting to get a sense of like you know what's what's happening in yeah. Anna's world. Um, yeah. Just like you know, so Mark is a spy. Yeah. Which you know, like um, one of the essential aspects of being a spy is you live a double life. Yeah. Um, Anna obviously now is living a double life herself. Yeah. I'm sure that during their marriage, you know, when it was going well, when he would come back from work. You know, it's one of those things that like couples do. We we, yeah. we talk about our day, but when you're married to a spy, um, you have no idea what he's been up to. Right. Yeah. Um, and he can't talk about anything he's been up to. 
And so like, there's a disconnect there where you're only dealing with like, you know, like half of the person's life. Your relationship is built on lies. Yep. Cause he could be lying to you at all times. Cause that's what he does. He lies. Spies to lie yeah. for their job. Right. You can't trust them. It's all deception, you know? Yeah. And he brings that to the marriage. Yep. And so now it's being visited back on him with this, uh, other, whatever's going on in Anna with Anna that he doesn't know about yet. He has no idea like the, what, what's even happening, but he senses something is amiss. Yeah. And he spends his, like his time now on the phone talking to people like mutual friends. Yeah. Maggie. Yep. And whoever, you right. know, and he finds out that she's been seeing someone Heimrich. And there's a great moment when Bob brings his big toy boat out. He's like, Uncle Heimrich got it for me. Yes. <laughs> and, right. I, and I'm just waiting for Sam Neill to be like, oh, I'm going to kill this guy. Because <laughs> when, when we eventually meet Heinrich, try to picture him giving a child a toy. That this, guy. This guy is like... I don't know how to describe this guy. He looks almost like Roy Batty. You know, I he's know. a Rucker Howard yes. looking guy. Yes. And, but he's like, he's super sexy. <laughs> yes. And he's like, he's like philosophical. And sure. Like, I, I mean, this guy is a character. Yeah. You know, he sure is. Um, the uh, Heinz Bennett is the actor okay. who plays Heinrich. And like when we first meet him, he's. He wears his blouses like Robert Plant. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like open. unbuttoned yeah. all the way to like the, like only the last button. There's one button right near the belly button. Exactly. And the rest is open. Yes. Chest hair, you know, all the sex is coming out. He just goes out in public like this every yeah. day, you yeah. know? And his meeting with Mark is also weirdly sexualized. It is. He's like touching his face and yes. stuff. I thought I was like, "What's going to happen? Are they going to start fucking?" It, like, it, it's I, all, it wouldn't be out of place. I know exactly. It looks for all the world like that's exactly where it's going. Yeah, is he it, seducing the husband now? Yes, and he like I think at one point Heinrich even like they they, they shake hands and then they they kind of uh, do the the double hand sandwich thing where you put yeah. the hand on top of each, of yeah. each other. Yeah, it's weird. And then it goes up into his naked chest, and it's like it's he's caressing him. Yeah, and like bringing his hands up and and it's like. I mean, this is unmistakably sexual. This is the guy your wife is doing. Exactly. Like, she's been with this guy for a year. And now he's here and you're touching him. And his and Heinrich's place is like like full of art and yeah, books know, and everything. Yeah. It looks exactly like what the woman who's having an affair who you know, I, uh, yeah, it, yeah, someone who yeah. seduced your wife, this is what this yes. is where they live. Yes, you know? this is where the gentleman would be. <laughs> I, I love in the hallway, it's like empty, but there's like one like long spindly table. It's very small, but the phone is sitting on it. Like, <laughs> I love that touch. <laughs> it's just it's like a one-legged table yeah. and like the, the phone's on top. Yeah. Something impossible <laughs> that like is completely yeah. impractical. It's, and it's an only piece. there for art. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and and he, this, this man lives yes. the way you don't. Oh you yeah, know? dude. Oh, <laughs> I, I like Heinrich. He's, he's awesome. I, I do he's like a good character. I, I like him too. He, yeah. He's, he's really fun. And I, I just love um, also like hedonistic characters like this, um, who, yeah. it just seems like their life is all poetry, you know, it is, it's, yeah. it's all about the physical and, you know, like they don't care that that's going to, you know, eventually decay. They're just going for it now. Yeah. You know, I could see like Jesse and Celine staying with this guy for Absolutely, a week. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. And there'd be a lot of complications, yeah, dude, you know, make a good movie. <laughs> Part four. <laughs> that's right. Before <laughs> I'm it would Man, be awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and there's a great moment. I think this is before he goes to the, I mean, 
I don't know when things take place in the movie. Like it kind of. I know it's everywhere. I was so really, we're gonna, we might be jumping. I, I was I was really dreading how we were gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, you know, while I was um, watching it. But like before he goes over there, I think he gets a phone call, and he answers it, and it's Heinrich, and he's like, "She's with me, and she's staying with me," mm-hmm. and hangs up the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I, I fucking loved it, dude. I mean, he, he's. He's very much. He's very decisive, yeah. and and he's uh, he's not subtle about his intentions. No, nope. and I think that that really unnerves Mark when he meets him. Yeah, because he probably was expecting. I, I think at one point, like he's when they when they first meet, Heinrich opens the door and is just peeking out, and uh, Mark says something about like I'm going to break this door down, and Heinrich goes, "Well, you don't have to. You can just come in. It's open." Yeah. Yeah. Um, and w- which automatically <laughs> which puts him off his game. Exactly. Right then, it's like, uh oh. It's you like, know. oh no, this guy's being nice. Yeah. Because, and, and to, to Heinrich, it's completely reasonable. Like, why shouldn't I be nice? It you is. Know? He's like, we both love her. Right. And there's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just expressing my love and, and she is, you know, reciprocating. What, what's, what's, what's the big deal? Yeah. I know she's married to you, but you know, that's all just, that's all this mortal coil. I know, right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, he kind of like insults him a little though, right? He's like, yeah. I'm giving her what you can't. Yeah. He says some oh, yeah. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, exactly. He, he gets, he gets um, like a lot of digs in, but he's also explaining his position very fairly right. in, in some way. Yeah. Now, obviously if I was the man <laughs> right. being cuckolded, I wouldn't be like as philosophical as I'm being right now. Yep. But like, I'd want to punch this guy's lights out. But at the same time, I'm being like, you know, Heinrich's got a point. <laughs> yeah, know? which which he tries to do. He tries to knock his lights out. He sure does. And Sam Neill gets his ass handed to him. Which I fucking love. I this. know. God, dude. <laughs> I mean, like Heinrich employs this weird Krav Maga move. Yeah, dude. And like at one point, he's like even just like he looks like he's on a, a balance beam. Yeah. Um, and it and with some weird kick that like really like sent like Sam Neill's nose up into his he, brain. Sam Neill is like like bent over because he i don't know what he did he hit him in the gut or so i have no clue right. i don't remember but then he he like kind of like dances a little around like he's doing a kata or That's something dance exactly and like right. like just moves toward <laughs> around the room and comes around and then whack kicks him right in the face it's something else man and he goes flying back up and blood it's just everywhere yeah the blood work in this is great Whoa, it's like that bright man. red blood oh, it's so cool it, it's it's gorgeous to look at yeah. i mean because like and and the, it's mostly bright red and then when it and when it has to be like across like bruised flesh it yeah. gets darker yeah it's so good yeah you know and he looks like he's dead yeah like, he looks like he got killed well, like like you said he got his ass handed to him yeah. he did and, and I, I like that about it when whenever a character gets have you ever seen like someone actually get punched in real life? I mean, you've probably seen it. I don't remember. Maybe. Well, I don't know. So it probably. I didn't see it live, live. Like it wasn't like a fight I was watching. Yeah. But it was like a boxing match. Okay. And when a guy, the, this guy got hit, like it was a knockout blow, and it was a scary moment. Yeah. Like you saw the lights go out of this guy. You know. Yeah. As, I mean, I've seen just that dead in, on his feet. Yeah, like you MMA know? and boxing sure. and stuff. You, I've seen that. Right. Yeah. Um. And I like that this movie makes it like Sam Neill can't move after this ass whooping. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's, like, yeah, Heinrich has to like carry him he t- out. He puts of the him apartment. a fireman's carry and like <laughs> yeah. walks him out of the apartment, <laughs> like because that's what would happen if if this guy like fully beat your ass like this. I thought it was going to turn into like a they live brawl. It was just going to keep going. <laughs> I thought he was going to like do like a slam. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Right. 
dude. I just rewatched They Live at one point for Fathom Events. My nice. wife and I went and yeah. saw it. And at one point, Roddy Piper does like do a German <laughs> suplex on Keith David during uh-huh. that fight. Yeah. It fucking rules, man. Dude, uh, it's a fucking great. <laughs> um, so yeah, the next scene, I think there's a blowout at the apartment because I don't know if this is when he's in the rocking chair. I have no idea, but right. like, Anna comes back and they're both at the apartment Yeah, and they're trying to talk. And it gets out of hand. They slap each other, right? Yes, yes. Is that this? She, she like yeah. um she she slaps him, and he says, "Do it again." Oh yeah, because it's it, it's all frenetic. Right. Like we talked about this camera work and everything. It's all intense right here, and then it, it it culminates in her slapping him, and then it gets silent. The camera stops moving, and it, it's on Sam Neill's face, and he goes, "Do it again." The jarring nature of I know. the the change here, right? And that's when he begins to slap her. Begins to slap her. He doesn't slap her once. No. He does it multiple times. And she like just takes slap after slap. And I don't know what what this scene is supposed to represent other than just to say that like this is has she been dealing with this previously? Has this is this the first time this has happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Right. Um I feel like it's implied that he has done this before, mm-hmm. but we don't know. Right. Yeah. Because we're like, we didn't watch the deterioration of their relationship. When we first came in, their relationship was like already like hanging by a thread to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And we don't know because even before all this, this physical violence, we, we, we don't know what's causing her to be as like you use the word frenetic. I mean, like she's always frenetic. Yeah. All their interactions her, are just her, like, yeah, which is this intensity, like, like, like white knuckling through everything. And like, even, even their dialogue scenes, like in the kitchen, there's always noise, you know, th- there's like an appliance going, Yeah. you know, um, there, there's yep. like drawers opening and closing. There's like utensils clanging. Yeah. And at one point she is like using that automatic knife, the, the carving <sighs> like knife. Like the carving knife? Yes. Why do people have those fucking things? They <laughs> suck. Just get a regular chef's knife. I, I was, um, like... I had to do like the Thanksgiving turkey thing, you know, like carving it and everything. Oh yeah, and like I, I couldn't believe how 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 like better it was when I just had like the big fork and the big knife. Yeah, you don't want the Anis Del Mar technique. You no. don't want that. Exactly, dude. <laughs> right. That sucks. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's another scene we'll get to in a second, I yes. guess. But uh, but after he starts to just smacking the shit out of her. She runs out of the apartment and he's cussing at her, chasing her down the steps yep. and just calling her a bitch and oh, he's being horrible to her. Right. And they get out into the street and she, her mouth is just dripping this blood, the bl- the red blood we've been talking about. Right. And they're screaming at each other and she's yelling at him, blood splattering out of her mouth. And there's a truck that comes and she almost, she tries to jump in front of it. And it swerves, and then, like, everything on the back of the truck falls out. Right. And then it's, like, a weird moment where it's, like, the camera, like, just goes on her face, and she's, like, totally crazed. She doesn't look like she was before. She's, like, her eyes are just huge, and she's staring. And, like, it's like she had this realization or something, or something snapped. Right. And then she, like, runs away, like, down the street in a way she wasn't running before. Right. It's totally different. And with what we find out later on, I think I know what that expression represents. Okay. Um, she's transforming. She's becoming something else. It's almost, it's a, meta, a metamorphosis is taking place. Mm-hmm. And apart from a woman experiencing physical abuse at the hands of her husband, 
she is now like kind of energized by this in this world, in the world of this film. Yeah. That's what this is. That's what is taking place here because she's got something else going on, uh, which we're not going to find out about until a little (laughs) bit later. Yeah. And once we do, our jaws are on the floor and that, and that, that had started before this fight, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That was already going on. Yes. Okay. But like it's, it's, it's evolving. Because yeah. we see when when we actually find out what is happening, we see the evolution of that thing. You yeah, know? like we see it first when it's and it's in its infancy. Yeah, and then we see like you know the culmination later on. Right. This I think is like part of her transformation, and I mean like yeah. Sam Neill doesn't know what to do. He's looking at it because he he just he just committed a horrible act of of physical abuse against his wife. Yeah, which he is now reacting to. I don't know if he's apologetic or, or not, but he's not getting the reaction he thought he was going to get. Right, because you know. No one would react the way she just did. Right. She looks like, like almost, I mean, she's got blood down her chin and she looks like she's kind of like feral almost. Yeah. That's a perfect way to describe it. She's animalistic. Exactly. Even the way she runs away, her arms are kind of like, I know to the side. Right. It's like a Naruto run. Almost. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) It's just so strange. I know. I know. And he's, he's as unnerved by it as we are. Yeah. And he's just standing there. Right. I love it because when that truck does that and she snaps, the fight's over. Right. Like, he's not pursuing her anymore because he notices this. He's right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, she uh, she just tried to kill herself by jumping in front of this truck and then has this, like, mental snap. Yeah. And she runs down the street like an anime character. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. It's not nothing like that, but <laughs> but it is it is, it is like different, jangly, and yeah. it's and it's part of Isabella Adiani's physicality, where yeah. you just like she just is getting everything out of this, dude. Yeah. Um. um and, eventually, and, he has to. He goes. Is this where he goes to? He to gets hire the private eye here. Private yeah. investigator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, private eyeball. Yes. <laughs> the Looney Tunes <laughs> yes, reference. There folks. you go. Right. <laughs> and in one of the things that like I, I know that the movie like. Um, does some playing with the audience, you know, he goes into the private investigator's office and it's, th- it's this guy Zimmerman. We-, we know that he's hiring her. He's hiring this guy to like find his wife, but yeah. he somehow like knows the address and we, we see then someone pursuing well, he finds the address. He finds it. The, the detective follows oh, he fi- her that's right. You're and right. that's okay. how he gets the okay, address. That's right. yeah. yeah. But then the detective that follows her is not the private eye that, that, that like Sam Neill hired. Like he, he went oh, to the office. Right. Yeah, it's I a didn't different notice guy. That. You know, the guy he talks to is the guy who comes up later. It's yes. like he's missing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of threw me off in that moment because I was I was like, well, this is not because that's right. I was like, well, who is this guy? I didn't catch that. But yeah. yeah, you're right. And there's a bizarre scene where the where this other detective is uh, trailing Anna and she's carrying groceries and one of the groceries is this, is these bananas, and there's like a homeless guy on the on the train yeah. who just starts eating the bananas. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. So she gets on this train, right? And she's the only one at the stop besides the guy tailing her, right? Yes. Doing a really bad job of tailing. Yeah. By he's the doing way. a horrible job. Yes. And the only person on this train is this homeless guy, and she sits right next to yeah. him. No normal human. <laughs> Would sit next no. to the homeless guy on the train. Absolutely not. If there's no one else around. Like, right. You would pick a different seat. And this is, I think, like in the moment, you don't still don't know what's going on, but this is part of her evolution. Yeah. This is something else that's happening She to sits her. there silently too, just right. not even looking at him, just staring off. And I think that this is representing what she's becoming. 
which is that like she is the opposite of like all of our of our basest human instincts are laid bare here because like she is giving and generous mm-hmm. you know whereas yeah. as as a human being we'd be like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna steer clear of this guy he's bad news yeah she instead is like sharing her food with this man you she, know she just let like she doesn't even move or acknowledge anything he just kind of looks at her right. for a, a minute and then he reaches in the bag pulls out the whole bunch of bananas right takes one off puts the rest back and then starts eating it yep. and she doesn't even look at him she doesn't even move right it's so crazy it's all natural it's cool it is <laughs> and then the pursuit like kind of like rages on in a oh, man this is the weirdest chase scene like on this guy foot. sucks at chasing people yeah i mean he, it, it's like <laughs> she knows that this guy's chasing her and instead of yeah he's a private investigator that's the whole point is you snoop around yeah you don't like go on a foot chase with your prey yeah, and let yeah. them know that you're spying on them <laughs> but you know eventually he gets to her where she's her lair uh-huh and this is where the reveal happens. he's running up the steps behind her and she gets to her apartment he's like oh shit she stopped so he fake runs past her that and then is... like keeps stomping at the next level to make it look like he's going up higher <laughs> one of the wor- one, one of the trick. worst diversions I've, I've seen anyone employ he's, he's thinking on his feet like okay what the fuck do i how do i get out of this okay i'll pretend like i'm going up the steps dude that moment passed on the train <laughs> i like, know like, you already blew it exactly yeah th- this this case is wide open <laughs> you know but yeah this is when it's all revealed right he, uh, he calls and tells i guess the detective the other guy like hey yeah, we're the, here the boss this, the or, something. or he calls a. Actually, he calls Mark, right? And oh, like, yeah, that's this right. This is her yeah. address. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he go. Then he gives him the address, hangs up the phone, and then he goes back up to the apartment. Right, and says, uh, "I need to come in and inspect the windows. Some someone got hurt on the street because a window fell. We are right. going to check all the windows." And she hesitantly lets him come in. And you're not expecting, of course, what's revealed here. No, um, no, no, no. But like. This is a big spoiler, everybody. Exactly. And if, and if you want to watch this, go do it now. Yes, yes. Pause the episode and go watch now. But um, essentially what she's doing is she is like keeping, she is a caretaker for some kind of entity uh, yes. that is like at this moment still kind of um, just a, I guess I, I said earlier, it's in its infancy. We only see like a portion of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's some mo- it's it's a a, a, a it's monster some creature exactly it's yes. uh, like a bloody mass yes. of flesh with like some tentacles right and it apparently feeds on human flesh and she is feeding it yes and um, and she's also doing something else with it uh, yeah she is having sex with this thing she has she is completely like in some kind of weird relationship with it this is thing she's willingly yes. making love to this creature yes um and feeding it and sustaining it and helping it grow right and the way to help it grow is to feed it human flesh yeah it's kind of hellraiser-esque here hellraiser uh, (laughs) owes so much to this movie yes clive barker saw this and was like all right i'll have that i will take a little that little this i mean it's it's just it's full-on theft (laughs) in in many ways you know (laughs) Uh, i i couldn't believe it really i I was i was astonished at like the plagiarism of hellraiser when i saw this movie (laughs) but anyway um the detective sees this thing in the bathroom Uh kind of against the wall kind of pulsating and stuff and we're just as shocked as the detective is because we're (laughs) As an audience, this is not what we expected to see. No. This is a turn. Yes. We expected to find a naked man in here uh, just, uh-huh. just having a good time, you know? <laughs> like Heinrich II was in here. <laughs> no, no, it's Slugman. <laughs> and then she breaks her champagne bottle and stabs the detective in the neck multiple times. Yeah. 
and talk about the blood again. Just splatter, just awesome blood right. work. It's a Francis Begbie kill. We are yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Shove that glass in your face. <laughs> That's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I know. Yeah. In train spot. Yeah. Right when he there, gets that dude. guy in the chin. Yeah. With the, oh, oh, Jesus. The guy yeah. at the bar. Oof. Anyway. Yeah. So he, I guess, gets eaten or no, I don't know how it works so because his body is there earlier, later, right? Like I, I'm trying to think of like where this one scene was where it's in the kitchen and she's like in with, she's got that sausage maker. Yeah. This is right before the detective trails her. She comes back. There's another fight at the apartment, right? Okay. Uh, with Mark and Anna. Uh, and she's like chopping this meat up, like you said, and but she's it, putting it into the sausage maker. Okay, now so so that didn't come after this. No, it came be, came right before. Okay, so that must yeah. have been one of her previous victims then. I guess so. I think so. Oh, yeah. you think that was like human? I think that's meat. human flesh because there's. Oh yeah, because like, she just comes in with like a tenderloin. Yes, and, and the camera like really or a hamstring. Linger- <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and the camera really lingers on on like the the meat coming out. Yeah, this is like the scene where you were, you mentioned it like all the sound that's happening while they're arguing in this kitchen. Yeah, like the the sound of the blade just like right. and the grinder and like the dishes clanging. The whole time you're thinking, oh my God, she's going to cut her finger off. She's going to fucking get stuck in the grinder. Like, this is going to be bad. And so what happens is that none of that happens. She cuts her own neck with the knife. I know. And uh, Mark stops her and takes her in the bathroom and is kind he's trying to be calm in this whole interaction. He he has been calm and trying to be reasonable. Like, this is the only time we've seen him kind of like that. Right. Uh, But... He takes care of her. He, like, mends the wound on her neck, bandages her neck. And then he goes in the kitchen, and he starts sawing his own arm three times. Yes. Without any kind of reaction either. And and she even says to him, she sees it, and she says, it doesn't hurt, does it? <laughs> and and he's like, no. Right. Which is so weird, dude. Because, I mean, obviously, it's some kind of metaphor, right? Like, this physical damage is nothing compared to the emotional damage we're doing to each other. Like, so I, I, it, it becomes now you're in Cronenberg territory yeah, where yeah. it's like farewell to the new flesh. Yes, you know? dude. Um, yes. I mean, and it's like, I, it's sausage maker drome. Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Dude. I mean, like, like the only thing missing is the chest vagina, yes. you know? Uh, but but it is like you got what, some other good body horror stuff going you, you on do. in this movie. So and and when you're starting to employ like physical violence against yourself and others as like some kind of sexual pleasure, yeah, and not just like S and M. I'm talking like like wounds, you know, like like you're you're yeah, really dude. you know yep. hurting people. Yeah, um, yeah, her, her surgery's s- the new sex, Dave. Yeah, uh, it's just these are we're these going Cronenberg hard. <laughs> these are ideas that just you know. And this is cool though because it, it is 81 right yeah so this is like early cronenberg like yeah, i know it, it does have that kind of like brood vibe almost it does it. very much it was compared to the brood quite a bit yeah. and 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 that's what uh that's what i love about it too is that like it just it just traffics in those in those mm-hmm. ideas and it also like adds stuff new to it yeah and like like this i mean we've talked about all the themes of course and we're, we're going to talk more about it but like there are so many different interpretations you can take from everything that goes on in this. I mean, like, Oh yeah. Cause I mean, people, are, people are still debating about like, what is the meaning of the monster? You know? Yeah. Um, and what's the meaning of the ending? What? It, yes. Yeah. Everything is up for interpretation. Exactly. And, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things of course, about any piece of art is that yeah. like you can just interpret it for centuries. Um, and you know, here, she, she feeds the detective to the monster mm-hmm. and the, the guy who runs the detective agency corners Mark and, you know, says my guy's missing. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Yeah. 
And then we find out that he is not only interested because this guy was his employee, um, right. he was his partner. Yeah. I don't know if they probably weren't married because it's 1981 Germany. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was his husband, essentially. And this meeting between the detective and Zimmerman and Mark, it's it it echoes the Heinrich encounter. Like, yeah. like they are... For some reason, characters in this movie, when they shake hands, it's a sexual invitation because yeah. like the, the hands yeah. come up again and it's that same like kind of sensuous uh, over familiarity yeah. with, with, with the hands. I mean, like, and it's an, under an overpass. So it looks like he's being cruised a little bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is like, this is some sec- well, sexual he, in nature. I saw that yellow hanky in his pocket. <laughs> So maybe, maybe that's what happened. Dude, you know what, dude? If water sports showed up oh, in this dude, movie, yeah. he would not be out of place. Yeah, he would come out of Heinrich's apartment, you know, like out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely happen. No doubt, dude. Um, God, and, and right before we get to what happens next with this detective, um, after the first detective dies in that bathroom, like that dark bathroom with the slug monster thing is, uh-huh. it, it cuts to Mark in the bathroom giving Bob a bath. Which is such a great jump because it's like we go from one bathroom to the other, from I know. one situation to the other. Right. Like, like, all right, this guy is dying and feeding a creature to this man taking care of his son. And I think that this thing with Bob is the only scene of like domestic bliss. You know, probably. Um, it's like it's as close as we get, really. Yeah. We and and at the beginning we do see the very beginning we, he's in the bath again and. That both parents admire him in the tub for like a split second. Okay, you're right. Like, yeah. So the tub is definitely the only good part of Bob's life. It's the only I safe mean, haven. The uh, very end of the movie, he runs into the tub and and dunks under the water to hide. That's his safe place, I, I, which is so weird. And, and that ending, which yeah. we'll get into, of course. I mean, like, you know, that is, uh, I, yeah. I don't know what's That's going on there. That's up to a million interpretations, exactly, too. Exactly, yes. Um, but yeah. And we didn't even mention like Bob's teacher also is this young woman who, when we meet her, is played by Isabel Anjani. Yeah. Looks exactly like her. Right. But her, it's Helen is the character. Yes. And um, she, her hair color is different and she has green the eyes. The green eyes. Yes. So Sam Neill sees her and is just like, what, this is some kind of joke, right? Right. This is a joke. He, and he actually thinks it's her and he's like grabbing her like, what are you doing? Yeah. And the teacher's like, stop touching me. What? Ex- exactly. What? And I guess he just kind of accepts it. Okay, like it's it's he, uncanny. He does in that moment. He's like, "Oh, yeah. okay, it's just someone who looks exactly like my wife." Yes. Okay, got it. You yes. Know? No, but it's the same. It's the same actress. So of course it is. But like, I mean, and this is another thing. Like, what's the meaning of this? You know, like I know why is he seeing this woman as his wife? I don't know. Maybe he he misses her. I, I he regrets how he's treated her, and he wishes she was around. I don't know. I have a theory. Okay, let's um, do the theory. Okay. Um, Anna and Mark are so unhappy in their relationship, but because they still love one another, they go to these insane lengths in order to create idealized versions of the other person. See, yes. I was going to say that about the, the other thing we okay. do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that makes sense. Yeah. They're doing the same thing in different ways. I mean, does Helen even really exist? Uh, uh, you know, probably because she does interact with Bob, but, Maybe she doesn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously at the end, it's, it's kind of, you know, like we see, <laughs> yeah. what, we see what culminates there. But like, you know, it, it's things move so fast between Bob, between uh, Mark and Helen. Yeah. Because she comes over to take care of Bob for right. him and they end up sleeping together. Right. 
like on the on her first visit. Yeah. And, and there's there's no leading up to it either. It's just like you know he he when he's bathing he's giving Bob the bath and then he he says hey can you take over for me because I gotta go talk to Heinrich. Yeah yeah. First Helen shows up and then all of a sudden Heinrich shows up. <laughs> I'm like dad this guy's having a party exactly dude. Because anytime you have Heinrich over it's that kind of party. Dude and and oh my god. Anytime Heinrich showed up on the camera, I was happy. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I was so happy to see this dude. I know. Because it's it's a very interesting character. Yeah. And the performance is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's Heinrich <laughs> is the Poochie of this film. I he's mean, like, great. whenever dude, whenever yeah. he's not on screen, you say, yeah. Where is Heinrich? Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> um so he comes over and he's acting all weird. Is he drunk? Is he on the drugs that he right. has? Right. Or is he just weird? I don't know. I'm imagining it's the drugs. Yeah. Because he does have drugs on him at all times. That's part of his whole, that's part of his whole thing is he's yeah. always, you know, he, he only cares about like pleasure. But, but he's, he's there and he's kind of, his hands are kind of like yeah. dancing around his head and yeah. in the air and he's twirling in like, like a, almost like a ballet through the apartment and making these movements and right. talking to Mark about philosophy and these weird things. He's quoting literature and yeah. poetry and yeah. And Mark's great because he's like, I used to be afraid of you, but I don't think I am anymore. I don't anymore. think I am anymore. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's a, he he's growing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and he's also like, I, I think that, that that something about Helen's presence is quickening him some somehow too. Yeah. Um, because there's it, some evolution the, happening here. Right. Because it's the it's the the sanitized and like you know ideal housewife version. I was about of, to say it's the ideal version. Yeah. Of Anna, that that's what he wants and expects. Exactly. And and he's seeing that with Helen. Right. And when they do go to like you know uh, have sex, like we don't see the sex scene, and we just see them laying nude together, being right. intimate. Yeah. You know. She says, you don't have to make love to me. And he says, well, I'm going to try. Yep. <laughs> they they kind of like laugh and, and go to embrace. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice and it was, sweet. It, it was qu- It was pretty nice. Yeah. Not, not like you see Anna and Mark at the beginning of the movie where they're almost in tears. I know. Arguing and exactly. naked. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And like, and when Heinrich's there, he says something like, because uh, he says, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Right. And then Heinrich says, there's nothing to fear except God. And uh, Mark <laughs> says, God is a disease to me. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, dude. Man. Pretty tough right there. Okay, I, I talked about, like, um, you know, going through the video store and, like, looking at the boxes of the horror films. Uh-huh, yeah. Can you imagine if some... 16 year old with his asshole friends <laughs> was have was like trying to get like a, a good horror movie at that time <laughs> and they thought they were getting the mutilator or the prowler or something like yeah, that and sleep they away ex- camp. exactly yeah. and they chose possession and they went home and they watched this film you know like they'd, no. be, they'd be entertained by the tentacle monster but imagine this scene with heinrich saying you know yeah uh, you know the only thing to fear is god you know <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they would just not get what they Dude, were came yeah for. like uh yeah when i was that age <laughs> when i was 12 and i was getting a horror movie from you know the grocery store video yes, store section exactly i was looking for tna absolutely blood tna i needed some boobs and you know possession delivers those things you do get that yeah you but you're get also that. given other things but like you, you you've got to think exactly this movie makes you think you you have to earn those those, those tits and and, <laughs> and blood. <laughs> you really do yes. you really do oh man <laughs> yes i'm not looking for sexual themes through a movie no i'm just looking for sex and, that's and what i was looking I know, for at exactly. that age and, and imagine just like the, the idea of like <laughs> of, of someone thinking they were getting this and, and ending up with like this this deep philosophical yeah. you know like 
layered yeah. drama about the psychology of sex. Right. So how does the psychology of sexual interactions relate with divinity? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I don't want to think about that shit, you know? I came here to just, like, you know, get off. I need to... S- my buddies and I need to see a pair. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> and we also want to see some guy get his throat slit, Yeah, you know? that's what we need. Right. <laughs> you know what? Nowadays, though, I will take this. Oh, of course, That other dude. stuff is good comfort food. Yeah. This is Michelin star. Absolutely. Right here. And, dude, I mean, just like the Cremator, which we I think we mentioned oh, at some God, point, yeah, this so is good. like a real find of world cinema. You know, definitely. Uh, this this yeah. is awesome stuff. You guys know we're going to recommend this, right? Of course. You've got to. Yes. Um. So, yeah. The other detective goes to the apartment, right? Yep. And we get another incident here. Yes. And his death is one of the more bizarre uh, deaths I've ever seen where like it starts with her just kind of like beating him with a, an implement um, and it's not yeah. working really. Yeah. And he's just like kind of getting hurt instead of dying. So oh. she's then she has to gun him down. Yeah. Oh God. It's and it's disturbing here because he's walking through the apartment looking for him, and she's she says to him like it's real close to him, and in this kind of soft raspy voice, she goes, "He's in there." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, "Oh fuck!" She's I know. Got, he's going down. Exactly. And There's he kind of inescapable. He kind of just slowly walks into the bedroom. And the creature is sprawled out on the bed with tentacles flailing around like an octopus, man. And we're seeing a lot more of it than we you saw previously. You see it like it's, it's long. It's the size of a man. Yes. It looks like a starfish kind of, but it's a human shape. And it's and weird. The, the creature work in this, I mean, like the creature is scary. They're showing a lot yeah. of it, but they're they're not like lingering too much yeah. on like the whole body. Like the, you see the head quite a bit because like there, there's that there's that shot where it's eyeless. Yeah. And there's this very small slit for a mouth, but yeah. it's like opening and closing very slowly. And yeah. there's something really kind of unsettling and disturbing about the way this uh-huh. thing is moving. And yeah. it's just like, oh, oh God, crazy, it's, it's gross. Dude. And there's blood everywhere too. Oh yeah. It's disgusting. And I think it's uh, Carlo Rambaldi who did the creature work, I think. Well, he's I big I think time. that's his name. But it's the same guy who did the E.T. puppet work. Yes, I, I thought yeah. I recognized the, uh, the yeah the name. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's who it is. Okay, but man, it's it's good work. It's for impressive sure. stuff. It's very good. Um, so this guy's toast now. He right. got murdered. Right. <laughs> he got beat on the head and then got shot by his own gun. Yes. Ah, dude. And then he's fed to this monster, whatever the hell yeah. this thing is. And yeah. you know, um, you don't see the feeding though. No. It's not like Little Shop of Horrors, you know. Or oh, exactly. Like that, yeah, throwing there's, there's not these a big things into the mouth, right? right exactly. Yeah. So we, we talked earlier about like the the theories about this movie and everything, and you know what what this represents and all that stuff. I about the monster itself, the creature. Mm-hmm. Since it's now kind of established on the episode that we know it's in play. I yeah. Mean, do you have theories about like its representation or, or? I do. I guess we can spoil the ending. Yeah. Ultimately, at the the creature's evolving throughout. Yes. Like we've mentioned a couple times, it's looking different. By the end of the movie, it has turned into Sam Neill. We have another version of Mark. Right. Perfect copy. I feel like it's some kind... She's recreating this man. She was, like you said, an idealized version of him. Mm -hmm. She's creating this version of her husband that she wants. Right. In a way. Um, It's not him, but it's what she wants. It's a representation of that. Yes. And and like, I don't know, you can look at it in so many ways, right? Oh, I know, exactly. I I have other ideas, too. And like, it could be... She's in caught. She's caught in this cycle that she can't get out of. Right. right. She, she's with this guy who's horrible to her and she gets away from him. Right. But she's going right back to it. Yeah. That's just, it, 
even though she she creates it herself, she's putting herself in these situations because she, has she a can't love. escape this cycle of abusiveness that she keeps getting into, even when she escapes it. Right. That, that, yeah, that's something. No, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's, that, a, that's that's good. I I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, because I mean, like, I I think yeah. that like all that all that is true, and that that she that he when he emerges as the exact copy of Sam Neill, but with green eyes. I mean, it's yeah, it's like it's a callback to. Isabel Adjani's doppelganger. Yeah. That is the saccharine version of the, of the person that you thought you were in yeah. love with. Yeah. And I think also though, that the creature, like it represents more than that too. Like, um, it's kind of like for me, whenever I see something like this, whether it's, I mean, at, at this moment in this movie, I immediately thought, okay, this is like the rot at the heart of not only Anna and Mark's relationship, but kind of everything that's wholesome and decent that we set out to do. You know, um, nothing goes like we planned. Yeah. And even when we do everything right and our intentions are pure, yeah. some corrosive entity takes hold and ruins our efforts. Yeah. You know, we get into everything yeah. with the best intentions and something always goes amiss. Right. And because in the end, nothing is pure, you know, and... To see this otherworldly beast um, yeah. that, that is is frightening to look at, and also when you see it later yeah. having sex with Isabella Adjani, yeah, um, you know, it's it's a shocking image, and you don't want to look at it because it's it's something you just can't process. Yeah, yeah. it's a physical manifestation of all that, right? Um, and I I love when like Heinrich sees it later yeah and he gets away like she he gets stabbed but he gets away she lets him go actually right. and sam neil sees it later before it's like finalized right and when he sees it he's not afraid of it there's a moment when he goes out and gets like fresh air or something because he sees like body parts and stuff. i know but he sees the creature and like he's attracted to it there's something that's pulling him in like he and anna are the only two that they're like attracted to this thing i know they're, they can't leave each other. You know, their relationship's fucked. It's a monster, but they, they have to feed it. And I guess when, it, when it's revealed, like, what the creature evolves into, I can see why Mark is drawn to it, because it's himself. Yeah. It's another version of himself. Right. Yeah. You know. Um, he, he even said, when, when Heimrich says he's seen it, uh, he's talking about it, and Mark cuts him off. He... Cause he's trying to describe it. He's like, it's, it's like, it's like, uh, and Mark cuts off. It's divine. He mm, says that to yeah, him. Right. Like right. this is a God. It's divine. Yes. Like this is something that we don't understand, but it's important. Right. And it's, it's, it's higher than us. Yep. Yep. Um, it's something we can't understand. That's dude. Even though we want to try. It's higher than us. Yeah. That, that is exactly, it's, you know, it's on another plane. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, this movie, <laughs> we said it at the top, like this movie is insanely complex Yeah, and yeah. it will never be fully understood. And I mean, it, whenever, whenever something is like this too, I'm, I'm always like, I, I want so badly to talk to the filmmakers yeah, uh, so that I can get the real story. But like, I, I don't know if that's really necessary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're going to have a totally different interpretation. Maybe they had this, a different intention than what you gleaned from it. Yes. Um, but it's probably going to be a, just another, it, it's something else that you can get. I mean, the artist is yeah. is part of the, pre, the artist is still the audience. You right. Know? Um, I, I forget who it was. It's uh, some director. It might've been like David Lynch or someone, but someone, it's some director, but when someone asks them 
what what this means. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what do you think it means? Right. And then they tell him, and he says, that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> that's an artist right yeah, there. Exactly. That is awesome. There I think go. it's David Lynch. I don't know. It's somebody. Yeah. Uh, but man, <laughs> yeah, I, this movie is so good. And you know what I think is so funny? Because my first experience with Sam Neill is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like seeing that in theaters. So, <laughs> yes. so I see Alan Grant. <laughs> Anytime I see Sam Neill, I think of Alan Grant I from know. Jurassic Park. And I'm just like, God, this guy was doing so much uh-huh. b- before that movie came out. You know, like <laughs> just so much awesome, yeah. intense things. And even after that, he went on to do crazy shit. I know. But like I had this like little kid view of him. Like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's in the big Steven Spielberg dinosaur movie. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you watch Possession. You're like, well, wait a minute. Where's his neckerchief? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Um, like, Jeff Goldblum's going to show up at some yeah, point. Yeah, where's Lex and where's Tim? Where's Ian Malcolm? Right. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> He'd have a good theory on this monster, Absolutely. wouldn't he? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd love to hear Ian Malcolm's interpretation of possession. Uh, I, he, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Dude. Um, so, Heimrich does go there and sees the creature, and he's scared, right? Yeah. Yeah. He gets away. She stabs him in the chest with a knife. Right. Because he comes over there to have sex with her. Because Mark gives him the address, yep. right? And he goes over there. And he's like, hey, she's here. I'm going to get down. You know, right. that's what I do. My libido can't stop. Yes. It feels like the fight scene with Mark. You it kind of like, does. Like it's it's yeah. the, the way he's kind of like, he's not manhandling her exactly, but he's he's being very like forceful. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You he's, know, yeah. Um, dominant in, the, in sexually. Yes, yes. And... When she turns the tables on him, yeah. it just stops Heinrich's brain. It's because, great. And, and that's what's so awesome about Put it. Put a stick in the spokes. Exactly. Yes. He, he I mean, he could never have expected that this was going to happen. <laughs> and when she just fully... Yeah, uh, like, I'm Heinrich. What, what's happening? Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I, I am a professional lover who, who does this kind yes. of stuff. I, all I do is pleasure. <laughs> and for him to get stabbed, and then he, he escapes, and he has an encounter with Sam Neill, with, with Mark. In this pub. Yeah, he calls him, and, and Mark tells him, go to this pub. I'll meet you there. Right. Now, I don't know if Mark was planning to murder him in the bathroom or if the, he just decides in that moment to do it, um, but it's it's one of the weirdest murders I've ever seen, like the most arcane Rube Goldberg-style device that you just decide on the fly yeah. that you're going to do. Okay, hmm, I wonder, could I take this toilet, stop it, then somehow like make myself throw up, pretend it's Heinrich's vomit, give him drugs, spread those around, make yeah. it look like an overdose, and kill it? I mean, like, <laughs> what the f- it's Just shoot the good. guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> And so after the phone call, Mark goes to the apartment, sees it, mm-hmm. and that's when he like is he li- he likes it. Yeah, he's not afraid of it, right. and he kind of changes his tune. And now he's on that side of things. It's weird. I know. And he takes the gun with him, and uh, he goes to the bar finally and meets Heinrich, who's been bleeding out the whole time. <laughs> um, in in a in like, and they have him wearing white. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty it's cool. Just like, I mean, yeah, perfect. Yeah, he's sexy and bloody, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then, yeah, he, he brains him with the lid of the toilet and then shoves his face in this clogged toilet and sprinkles the drugs on him. He's a culprit now. He's in on this. I know. Like, Mark has completely went over the, the other side. Right. He's committing murder in cold blood to help Anna and this creature. It, yeah, I mean, is the intention I'm going to feed Heinrich to the, the beast? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. And and make it sexier. Sure, yeah. I, I guess it's 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 to spice <laughs> things up. I guess. And oh, dude, and it's great. Right, like when when she stabs Heimrich and he runs out, she like 
turns and goes in back into the bedroom and looks at the creature and starts to undress. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, she's she's just going to go on, go to town with this thing again. I know, I know. And we haven't seen them consummating at all. Yeah. It's just been implied and they've said things about it, uh-huh. but we, we do see it later. Yes, we do. Yeah. And, and Mark is even more drawn to that. Yeah, because he you comes know? in and sees her lying on the bed with this thing on top of her. And it has changed once again. Like, it looks almost kind of like a, a mermaid. Like, the upper half is kind of like a human, but the arms are still tentacles, and the legs are kind of big tentacles still. Right. And they're kind of, like, wrapped around her legs and stuff. It's quite a scene. I know. It's quite a scene. And, and, they, and they linger on it. It's and like thrusting on yes, her. And, and, you, I mean, and you just see this whole shot. Right, right. She's laying on her back looking upwards towards Sam Neill. And she keeps saying, like, almost, almost. Yeah. Almost what? Okay. Right. Almost what? Is right. she almost going to climax? That, that's what we don't is, know. In that moment, we don't know. Is is the creature almost complete? Like, what's happening here? Right. And she's staring at Sam Neill when she's saying this. And he's just watching it. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's not afraid. He's just <laughs> looking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. This movie, everybody. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and... Then we get kind of this uh, this other element, which is like Sam uh, Mark's past, um, like the the agency is back. You know, they're they're like the representatives from yeah, his yeah. old employer. They visit him. This is kind of where you finally see like Mark's work, I guess. You know, coming yeah. back. Um, yeah, elements of of what you know he he did before. Yeah, and another bizarre, I guess, spice to add to this is the whole thing of the dead dog in the water. Um, and the guy's pink socks. Yeah, and, I, I and forgot his, what the pink socks meant. They said something about pink socks yes, earlier. And his flyaway comb over, and it, which yeah. is like featured very prominently. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're essentially trying to get him to come back and do more work. Yeah. And it's a weird thread. But but like in a movie this bizarre, it doesn't matter how much weirdness you pile on. <laughs> no. You know, so you just keep, you know. We bought the, into it already. Exactly. It, just, it comes and we accept it. Yes. The killing of Heinrich in the bathroom was one of the kind of the weirdest tactics I've ever seen yeah. to kill somebody. <laughs> but what Sam Neill does next with the cab driver. Yeah, um, that's a little strange, too. Because, like, the, the, the police have surrounded Margie's house. She, she was the uh, the lady, that, the, the family friend. Yeah. Who was, like, yeah. uh, like covering for Anna a little yeah. bit. And was she sleeping with Mark, too? Because there is, was some weird sexual tension I, I, between I, the two. I think so. And she's yeah. in the bed. And yeah. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure she was. And and when you first meet her, she's got like that broken leg. I know. And she's limping around and she's flirting as hard as she can with Mark. And she starts to undress him. Yeah. In the quad. Yeah. So like, uh, they've got to be down. Absolutely. They're fucking. Yeah, exactly. And she also babysits Bob occasionally. Yeah. Right. And she is at this time. Yeah. And they're surrounding her place. And to distract the cops... Mark gets into a cab, yeah. Keeps the 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 door open, the passenger door, and like holds the cabbie at gunpoint and says, you know, like drive as fast as you can into the back of that cop car. Yep. And he, the guy does, and right before impact, yeah. Mark like like commando rolls <laughs> he, out of the yep, car. Yep. <laughs> he does a ladybird. Yeah. You know. And then the- <laughs> And the cab driver just smashes into the cop car, and then he jumps out his window and starts running. Yes. And the cops kill him. I know. <laughs> the I cops know. run into the street. Hey, blam, 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 kill him. Which is just like, I mean, that's exactly what cops would do. Uh, you know, like, oh, there's a man running away. Kill him. You know, yes. I mean, that, that's just how it goes. Yep. Um, and then, like, <laughs> he then goes into the house, 
then the end of the, like the apartment building and goes up the stairs. Yeah. And this is where the encounter happens. Yeah. This is where he sees them making love, right? Yes. Yeah. And then eventually, I, I, I can't remember like how it's it's going to be hard for me to, to like connect where then the encounter at the top of the stairs happens. Where that's like, the very end, like after this, I think. Okay. Um, and because he's on the motorcycle. Yes. He stole the motorcycle right, from the Heimrich because yes. he kills Heimrich. Then he goes back to that apartment and burns it yes. to hide the evidence. Yes. And then he takes the motorcycle and he drives to Margie's and he sees, you know, he knows they're there. And right. then he creates a distraction. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how does he get all all messed up? Was it just the road rash from the motorcycle or was he shot also at some point? Like, how is he covered in blood? I don't think he's been shot yet. Has he? I don't know. I don't think he has. Because he rides, he rides the motorcycle and he's screaming. Yes. And it's. The, the shot is him driving towards the camera and he's going through all these like alleyways that are closed in. And so it's like, right. Like through these little openings, it's right. really intense. So like, cool. This guy's going to get hurt. I know. Right. <laughs> it's dangerous and cool. Right. But he's screaming and then he gets to the end and it's like, it, there's just a wall that goes into the river and he like skids out and like gets hurt. You know, that's right. Yeah. Um, I don't think he gets shot here. No, and, and I mean, like, I, I was trying to figure out, like, how he gets so bloody, but I, I think it is just the motorcycle crash. I think that's it, yeah. but, like, he's barely climbing up the steps, right. you know? Right. Like, he's going back to the apartment where Bob is, right? He's going up the steps barely, and he gets up maybe, like, three or four floors. I think the cops are chasing him now, too, because yes. of the incident with the cab driver. And now they're, they're like kind of at the bottom of the stairs of, of like in the lobby, yeah. just like with their guns, like pulled on him, like yeah. trying to get a shot. Right. But, but before they get in, Anna shows up Yeah, and climbs up the steps and meets him there. And clone Mark is there now. Right. The creature is Mark <laughs> standing behind her, you know? And what's so funny is that like, um, it's of course it's just Sam Neill with green contacts, but he also has styled his hair differently to where he now looks like he did in in the the third Omen movie. Yes, um, it's like it's, yeah, it's definitely a- like Isabella Adiani looks physically different when she is Anna versus Helen. Yeah, and yeah. this is weird too when like when yeah. Mark is the when it's the clone. I was going to say he's almost a blank slate. I know. Like not much emotion. He's kind of got this dumb smile on his right. face. It's it's a little insidious. It's a little unhinged. I know. But it's not like malicious looking. It's uh it's hard to describe this look he has. It's uncanny because you know yeah. it's not Mark. Yeah, you can tell it's not him, but it looks just like uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. It's weird. <laughs> and that's the intent, Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um and he's barely alive at the top of the steps cuz the motorcycle crash or right, whatever. Right. And now the cops have shown up at the bottom of the stairs and they've opened fire. Yes. And they end up shooting not only Mark, but also Anna. Right. And now they're just a bloody heap laying on, on the staircase. And in a whole movie full of bizarre, strange, weird stuff that like where, where it's not even just like uh, strange scenes or whatever, but like, you know, we talked about like the, the murder of Heinrich and, yeah. and, uh, and the, the maneuver with the, uh, with the taxi cab. Yeah. Um, I have never seen someone try to commit suicide by pointing a pistol at the small of their back. Yes. They're holding, she's holding the gun behind her so that she can fire it through her back, come out her front and then into Mark's stomach. So you want to die a really slow, painful death <laughs> together. Yeah, dude, I guess so. 
I mean, if Reservoir Dogs taught us nothing else, it's that it takes a long time to die from a, a, a yeah, gunshot yeah. wound in, in the gut. Yes. Yeah, it takes a while. And and that happens, and I guess Anna dies from this. Yeah. And Mark is not completely dead yet, is he? Or he's, is he? No, he, well, he's going He's going to be dead pretty soon, but yeah, yeah he's he, yeah, he's not. He, Anna dies before him. And then the other Mark goes up to the doorway, and it's a glass door, right? It's not a glass door. Um, It's like, it, it's... This is another. You can kind of see him. I, I can. Well, okay, but but doesn't doesn't he have to like he has to get on like Margie's shoulders because she like gives him a boost to get up into like go on top of the door. Okay. And I don't know where he goes from there because okay. from there on it's like kind of a a yeah. weird ethereal plane that he goes into some other existence now. Yeah. Because it culminates with him going now the glass door is where he where he goes over to where Helen is. Uh huh. That's where the yeah. glass door happens. Yeah. Okay. You see him behind gotcha. it. Yeah. Yeah. Bob is is like with Helen in some place we've never seen, and there's a glass door, and the doorbell rings, and Bob I, it says, "It might be her apartment." It's it's okay. I, so I it's think Helen's. I think Mark brought him to Helen's house okay. later Got or it. earlier in the movie. Okay, yeah. So Bob tells Helen, "Don't answer the door." Yeah, and he re- just repeats it. Don't open. Is Don't what open. He yells. That's what he says. Yes. Don't open. Yes. Don't open. Don't open. A five-year-old kid yelling, don't open, over and over and over and over again. Right. As he runs through the house towards the bathtub. And we hear outside, there's like, you know, kind of, uh, there's there's, gunsha- there's gunshots. It sounds and like, like bombs yes, and yes. thunder and planes and right. missiles and bullets. It just sounds like the end of the world is happening. And I think that with the whole thing of the Berlin Wall being kind of ever-present throughout the movie, um, there's like anybody who... It's always there. It's always like right where the characters are. Yeah. And anyone who had to live in Berlin at that time, yeah. and they were always like looking at the wall, or it was like just on their, it was outside their window. Yeah. Um, it represented obviously, you know, not just the Cold War, but the whole point of the Cold War was we're all under the threat of nuclear annihilation at yeah. any time because like some some incident could happen where it just triggers something and we're all screwed. And he knows the kid that like, I guess maybe another representation of Mark's doppelganger is that that is the threat. Like, no, annihilation is at the door. If you let him in, the world is over. Yeah. You know, and somehow Bob knows that this is bad. Right. That's not dad. Right. I don't even know if he knows who's at the door. He just knows like, don't answer that door. This is bad. Yeah. And he jumps in the tub face down submerges himself that's the last you see of bob right because this is the very end of the movie he commits suicide i guess he killed himself yeah or he's just hiding i don't know maybe he'll come up rare maybe not and we don't know and the kid actor is face down in the water for like a good 30 seconds you're like "Uh uh-oh you know uh, call cut you know (laughs) (laughs) it's stanley kubrick directing. it is exactly what i thought of (laughs) i thought about malcolm Malcolm mcdowell's getting drowned yes But but um the camera then is on Helen's face and kind of like zooming in a little bit yeah. to it and she's kind of just staring off with this weird expression on her face. Right. And behind her in the background you can see Sam Neill shadowy in the doorway just kind of like knocking on the door a little right. like just waiting to be let in. 
and you still hear all the the out the outside yeah. noise you know the, yeah. the, the war uh, essentially raging outside yeah and I, I this is like part of what happened in the middle of the film which where after they had that fight and mm-hmm. Isabella Gianni had that like that uh, snap exactly yeah. this is kind of a callback to that only yeah. it's the different version of it where now she knows that she can like not save the world by by not letting this man in who represents everything who represents obviously the destruction of all of us. Yeah. Uh, but she can at least try to save Bob and herself and maybe yeah. have some kind of a life apart from uh, the horrific stuff that went down prior to this. Yeah. Yeah. And that That's the end of the movie. Yeah. There's a couple things we need to go back to that we skipped. Yeah. Yeah. We got carried away. No, we did. Thing. I like, know. Just, right. Whoo. Um, I knew <laughs> this was going to happen. Yes. But yeah, that's the end of the movie. And it's like, well, okay, well, what's, what's going to happen now? Like, right. This is... This is a journey we've been on. Totally, And, man. like, the two originals are dead. Now we've got these doppelgangers that are here. Right. And it looks like they're at odds, in a way. And are they but even real people? I don't bo- know. Yeah. Uh, is is that even a real guy? Right. Was that creature even real at, at all? Right. Like, I don't know. It's so open to interpretation of yes, what's it is. going on right here. I mean, you could just yeah, debate dude. it for years, you know? Um, I want to go back to probably the most iconic scene in the movie when she has the quote-unquote miscarriage. Oh, my gosh. How did we skip over that? Yeah. Because we got carried away, right, man, with right. so much good stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a scene in the middle of the movie where Mark comes home and there's, like, a videotape outside his door. It's a reel, yeah. you know? And he, he goes in and plays the reel. And it's footage that someone had recorded of Anna teaching, like, a ballet class. Yeah. And she is teaching them and she's having this one girl like she's not holding her leg right or something so she's holding the leg up and like making her in the most uncomfortable painful position and the camera is like up in their faces and it's fourth wall breaking because anna is looking straight at the camera talking about the ways she's dealt with the abuse the emotional abuse that she's gone through with Mark. Right. And she's addressing, not the audience, but she's talking to Mark directly. And it's so weird because she's doing this while this other girl's face is in excruciating pain that she's inflicting on her. Right. She's saying things like, this is why I'm with you because you say I for me. Like things like that. Like, and it's, it's really deep shit about being controlled by someone. And and, it, and she stops looking at the camera multiple times and other things are happening. And she keeps looking back at the camera and saying similar things. At one point, she says, you, you're you looking at me as if you need to fill me up and I'm an empty space. Like, I'm nothing wow. and you're here to make me something? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. And this this is her coming out and saying it. I don't know how this tape got here. I don't know if it even really happened. Like, what... But this is like some of the some of the more weirder avant-garde stuff that's happening in this right, movie. Right. And it's super effective. Cuz to just it's a Pokemon move, it's super effective. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Cuz to just film the scene and that's that like if it just happened within the action of the film, yeah. that's one thing. But to have it be a film within the film that that Mark has to watch. Yeah. And the whole thing of the fourth wall breaking too, where Isabel Adyani like doesn't even blink is just staring into the camera yeah. with those huge blue eyes yeah. and sadistically inflicting pain upon this student yes. while she talks about her own pain. I mean, 
it's it's beyond symbolism. Yeah. And if Mark can glean anything from it, it's that he was wrong, but also like look at the effect yeah, I had, on, like the ripple effect of what my abuse does. Exactly. You know? Like, okay, so how does an abuser deal with their abuse? They abuse other people. Absolutely. That's what's happening in the footage here. She's abusing this girl as she's addressing her own trauma from yeah. Mark's abuse. Exactly. And it's an endless cycle. Yeah. It's, dude. Yeah. Mark's watching this in the house, like, you know, basically, right. like, he's got a, something to play it on. He's got you know, a Super 8 or something, yeah. yeah. And, and there's a scene of Isabel and Johnny, she's, like, looking at a statue of Christ, uh, like, up at it, and she's making these weird sounds. Like, it's, it's like she's giving birth almost. Like, oh, my mm, gosh, yeah, I know. Like, she's pushing almost, yeah. but also in pain. Yeah. It's like giving birth, these sounds she's making. It was at that moment that the movie really started to like kind of cast a spell on me. I was I was oh. like, "What am I in for here?" I was Dude. like, "What is this?" You know? Yeah. And is this before we even see the creature, or, or is this we've seen the creature? We've, we've seen, seen the, the creature, creature at this point. The yeah. Okay. And yeah. Like, and if if we talk about the the miscarriage scene, yes, that's what happens right after this. I yes. Think. Um. Obviously, th- this this happens like at some point like toward the not like the middle of the movie, but it's at some point after we know what the creature is about, and we also know that she's been having sex with it. I, I think it's fair to say it's like around the middle point, maybe yeah, a little after. So. I don't know. Um. But like Anna is telling Mark about th- this thing that happened to her on the subway, and we cut to Isabella Adyani entering the subway station. And it's a long passage, like, you know, like it's just one of those the, long the halls. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. With the tiles on the wall. And Absolutely. Everything. Yeah. And we talked all already about Isabel Adjani's physical performance in this movie. This one right here. I mean, like, this is probably it's probably the most famous scene. Yeah. Uh, in the film. She is like having a physical transformation and the actress herself is like kind of letting it happen. Yeah. She's flinging herself back and forth like yeah. in a real violent way where she like the whole time you're watching it, you're all you're 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 caught up in the, the action of the film, but you're also like concerned for the safety of the actor. Yeah. Because like oh, yeah. she could crack her head on these sub- subway tiles. At she any got point. so close so many times. I know. I was like, dude, exactly. don't fucking no. Yeah, please stop, <laughs> you know. Which is super Impactful for the film because as an audience, you're like, oh my God. Right. Not only is this character in pain, the actress is probably in pain. And how far is she going with this thing? And I said earlier, it's like she is so, so over the top, but it's not so far that you don't buy it or believe it or accept it. She goes as far as she can it's without making enough. it silly. Exactly. It's it's enough. Because I mean, it's what she's doing blend. can be silly if you don't do it right. I know. Her body's like contorting back and forth and doing right. weird movements, like throwing her head back and then to the front again, like just jerking around. Right. And arms flailing and doing weird spins and like... Yeah. Like when you see someone do like a bad impression of like the exorcist or something. Like, yes. Like yeah. that's at the length she's going to. Right. But... It's so well done and balanced, and it is disturbing and unsettling. <laughs> and it goes on unbroken for about two minutes. I know, and it all and like, the whole time she's making these sounds like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, <gasps> breathing really <gasps> heavy, like, like screams like, that's and the other, breaths, and ooh, that's the other part of like barking fearing, almost, fearing for the safety. Yes. Is that like you know she, I, I'm like oh my god, does she need like her inhaler or something? I mean like this is like a respiratory. <laughs> ailment right here and 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 then when she gets to the end like the whole point of of the scene is that she's miscarrying the creature's uh baby yeah and what comes out of her out of every orifice of her body is like 
a mixture of blood and like white fluid and some yellow stuff. And it is like seriously It's almost gross. like white goo. I mean, like yeah. it's disgusting. Yeah. Like it, it really puts you off of, you know, whatever. Look, look, like we talked about like in Bound when Joe Pantaleano gets shot and there's the blood I know. in the white paint. I know. It looks like that. Imagine trying to clean this up and do take two. Oh, dude. Forget it. Forget about that. I mean, like you can't do it. And I, I had to read about it because I had to know. Andrei Zolovsky did say we did it twice. Okay. The only reason he asked her to do it twice was because, you know, he wanted to have just an extra, just in case the lab destroyed the first one. Okay. So he did ask her, can you do this one more time? But he he knew, like he was smart enough to know, I can't ask an actor to do something like this more than once, but I just need it for practical purposes. Yeah. Not because your performance yeah. was, wasn't, wasn't good. Um, oh, but, man. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine doing two takes of that. I know. Exactly. She's, got, she's probably in traction for a month after Absolutely, this. Absolutely, because like everybody, <laughs> we can't stress this enough. Yeah. Like, you are watching someone injure themselves on camera. Like, yeah. It is I don't know bad. if she literally got hurt, but, I mean, she had to be sore. How, like... I don't know how she could, like, not her walk away. Her body had to hurt. I know, exactly. Hurt. This is some, like, serious... It's not, like, professional contortionism. I mean, like, this is, like, violently bending yourself in ways that you don't bend. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. It's unnatural. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and when when the miscarriage does happen, she's on her knees and blood starts pouring out of her mouth and her ears. Yeah. Every orifice. And it's not only the blood, it's the the goo, right. the white and yellow sh- shit. And then like from she's wearing a dress, so like and then she's holding like her crotch area kind of screaming. Right. And, like, it just is, like, pouring out between her legs. Oh, God. And it's, like, a gigantic puddle. Ugh. It's... Yeah. So disturbing. This is true body horror. Yes. You know, like, like kind of that, you know... I, Imagine it, this coming out of you. This is, like... Have you ever watched... There's a lot of people out there who like to watch, like, pimple-popping videos. You know what I mean? Like, they get enjoyment from watching, like, the pimple pop and the pus squirts out. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Ugh. This is, like, that times a, a thousand. I've seen a video where, like, a cow had, like, a growth and they kind of sliced it open and it just, like, gushed out. Like, a, like a fucking dam breaking. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's what this looks like. Right, right. It's not that speed. It's like a slow ooze. Yeah. Like, say you, you poured a, a gallon of paint on the floor and it spreads out. That's yeah, what's happening that's here. Exactly. That's what it looks but like. But it's coming out of a person. But it's coming out of your vagina. Right. Oh, man. I know. Yeah, it's... Uh, like I said, it's probably the most famous scene in the movie. Yep. Yep. And the movie's so damn good that we forgot to talk about it. <laughs> I, That's how good this movie is. I Dave. know exactly, and, and I don't know how we managed that, but yeah, I, I'm so glad that you like. Okay, we yeah. gotta reset and yeah. remember that like Isabel Adjani like put herself through physical hell yeah. for this one yeah. thing, and we need to pay tribute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there anything else um, that I, we might have missed? Well, I can't think of anything. Uh, no, I, I I can't really think of anything either because I, I I think that we. I'm I'm really proud of us for our interpretations. You know that, that we actually you know I agree. Yeah, and yeah. and there's probably other podcasts out there who who had a complete who saw a totally different movie. Like they yeah. they, they had it, they came away with it with something entirely different. Right, and yeah. that's and that's what like what you said earlier about whatever director it was, we could attribute that quote to about like you know then, yeah then that's what it was yeah you know? um oh dude yeah. I forgot this. This movie was one of the video nasties in England. Ah, if, if you guys out there didn't know that, so it wasn't allowed to be watched because it was about that. It was going to corrupt the youth, you know. Um, and also, 
in America got re- a brief release, I know. Mm-hmm. And I think they cut out like a third of the movie to make it more palatable, less thoughtful, you what, know, what more are you, straightforward. What are you doing? What the flying fuck? I mean, come yeah, on. I think it was 83, like two years later it came uh, out in America and it was just butchered to be more straightforward. Look, if you don't trust yeah. people to, to yeah. see the movie, then then just don't release it. Which I think know? gave it, I think those two things there alone just gave it this huge cult status. Uh, like, sure. You guys got to see this. Right. You got you to gotta watch the uncut version. Right. You got to get it, you right. know. And, and now it's available for everyone. I think it's on 4K now. Oh, like, is it really? I oh, think it, you can good. get it on okay. 4K that, now. That's good to hear. So okay. thank God. We, yeah. we need Ken Russell's The Devil's Director's Cut Absolutely. on 4K. Let's yes. get it now. Let, let's make it happen, everybody. <laughs> right. I'll take it on a on on VHS. Oh, just get it out course. there. I just want to see the full movie. <laughs> let's do it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. So will you recommend the movie? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. The, Probably. Just go out and see it. Like, well, I mean, if you've gotten this far, obviously you've been spoiled. But, uh, like, please see the movie and then listen to our show again. Even and then if you've been interpretation. S- right. Even if you've been spoiled. Yeah. Watch the goddamn movie. Absolutely. It's not going to make a bit of difference. Nope. You will still be just as impacted. Yep. 100%. 1,000%. Recommend. Turn it to 11. It's <laughs> a must watch for any horror fan. Any movie fan. Yeah. If you can stomach these kind of things. You, you got to watch this. Right. You got to watch it. All right. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. I can barely talk, Dave. <laughs> Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes. And we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies. And our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. That's right. And Dave, we have a question of the week. What's the question of the week? Uh, the question of the week. What movies subverted your expectations on your first viewing? There you go. It's a good one. Call the voicemail 628 and let us know and horror month rolls on dave Mm -hmm. as we do 1989's society directed by (laughs) brian why did i say it like that because you have to because this kind of movie (laughs) deserves it directed by brian usna and starring billy warlock so until (laughs) next week i'm your dude scott i'm your dude dave and we'll see you next time (laughs) 